Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast, and I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. Okay, I love this topic. I love endorsing adventure. And this is a topic that is kind of near and dear to my heart, but it came about in some ways because I recently saw a ton of online articles getting shared about how family vacations throughout a childhood were these kind of anchors of happiness. And I kept seeing those words, anchors of happiness online. And when I kind of tracked some of that back, it really came into some writers that were coming out of Britain and a psychologist really describing data that was about the benefit of exploring and taking time to take trips and go places your kids have never been together throughout their childhood. So I want to review really specifically a number of reasons of why you should plan a vacation or a spring break. And now this is not like you need to fly off to Aruba and drop $10,000 cash or something. This can be local, this can be car, this can be bus, this can be train-based. It really is about the opportunity to look at your kids in the eyes, <laughs> talk to them about something that you're looking forward to. And I'm going to review the data on that and why that matters, involving them in the planning process, and ultimately nurturing and encouraging attachment with them. You know, it's funny. So I, when I was reviewing this, I was reviewing this podcast this morning really early in the dark. And as my kids were getting up and starting breakfast, I was kind of involving them in some of the data that I was reviewing. And one of the pieces of data that struck me was that a quarter of kids say that in a week's time, only a quarter say that they have talked to their parent about something of great importance, like something that matters in the last week. I thought like, oh, gosh, well, yesterday was International Women's Day, and I, you know, we talked about that at dinner, we talked about it at breakfast, and I bring all these topics about you know, global health and what matters in the world and politics with my kids. So I'm sitting there, it's like, I don't know, a little bit before 7 this morning, and I, I like look over to my 10-year-old, and I said, so, and I was trying to figure out how to not to lead him, but I was like, so in the last week, do you think you've talked to me or your dad about you know, something that really matters? And he kind of tilted his head, and he was like, mm, no. I was like, wait, what? Like, are you kidding me? Are you endorsing the data? He's like, yeah. And I said, wait, so do you think we just talk about daily routines? And he's like, yeah, that's all we talk about. I was like, wait. And I started bringing all these things to play. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, so most weeks, do you think you talk to me about something that matters? He's like, mm, no. So anyway, so I think in some ways when I was thinking about nurturing attachment and what do trips do and these experiences where you get out of the kitchen and you get out of your daily routine of like racing off to school and packing the backpack and getting the homework done, what is it that we're doing? I mean, I think, you know, the other piece of data that I was finding online, you know, two-thirds of, of conversations between children and parents in some data is, are really just about daily routines, right? Which makes sense, right? We're just living our lives. But how is it that these vacations can be meaningful parts of our life, not just because they're indulgences, but strategic parts of our kind of nurturing and building attachment with our children. Um, you know, other day that's a little depressing is like 65% of parents say that they only play with their kids occasionally. So the other thing I like to think about is like, you know, it, it's hard to figure out how you play as an adult. And sometimes it's not even that fun to play with your, like, I mean, there are some things I love to do with my kids and some things I don't. Like, I don't enjoy some of the sporting activities as much as like um, their dad does or my, my husband does. Like, I, I, but I, there are certain things, like, I actually love to play Jenga. I love like, how stupid that is. I love to play board games with my kids. I love to read out loud with them. Um, you know, I love to run while they bike. I love to hike with them. 
but there are just other like I don't really love playing basketball with them. I don't love actually even going to their baseball games as much as I think other people do. So I mean, we kind of figure these things out. So reasons to plan these vacations, I think, are all, are ultimately and strategically about enjoyment and fun, right? Release and getting out of the routine and the rigors of daily life that can be really hard and arduous. But it's also strategically about play and attachment. You know, one of the things that I think we do when we unplug our phones, when we go to a new location where we're all enraptured by what we're seeing and we're distracted and pulled away from our daily routine is that what you're saying to yourself and almost to your child is, you you have my full attention right now. I love being with you and I love you. I get excitement and delight in your presence and I love sharing this new place with you. And I think the data around happiness, planning vacations, and the attachment and the writing that's been circulating around recently is really about that, about the science of kind of how these holidays can make our kids really happier. So um, a couple of things, you know, and what to know. Planning a vacation, the actual planning part may bring you and your kids more happiness than the actual vacation itself. So there was a 2010 Netherlands study that found that planning a vacation, not the vacation itself, was the part that made you happier. So in some ways, it's really involving your kids in that, looking at websites, dreaming up different activities, voting as a family on what kind of things do you want to do, checking in with your kids on that. You know, travel with children, of course, is about memories and wandering and protected family time, but it's also about exposure to different places, different cultures, and different ideas. You know, my extended family lives internationally, and I'll tell you, I am always so thankful thankful when I leave the country and we go to another country, in this case, you know, Costa Rica or Latin America, and my kids are exposed just to another world where they speak Spanish only, where they're a, a little bit vulnerable in recognizing and realizing that everywhere in the world is not just like them, right? And speaking and being immersed in a culture where they don't speak that language and they have to understand and observe how to communicate in different ways. Same is true when I took my son to the Netherlands one time of just his wide-eyed exposure to how different it was there, just in how it sounded and smelled and what people ate and what they did. So I think those exposures, too, help put our own lives kind of into perspective. Um, you know, I think the other thing in, in 2015, and I think this data point is 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 kind of nut, nutty, it comes from the Family Holiday Association, which, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, because, like, I looked it up, and I was like, well, okay, these are people who are a little biased to study. This is a British, like, you know, out of the UK, an organization. But in a 2015, they did a poll and a study where they looked, and they said, okay, they asked adults, like 2,000 adults, what were the happiest memories of their childhood? And 49% of adults referenced a time when they were on vacation with their family. So here's this family holiday association going forward and saying, like, this is why this matters so much. I, I think it, it's not that surprising. I think these, these family memories pop off the pages of our lives because they're different. So when I look back at my childhood, I, I really do remember my trip to Africa as a teenager. I do remember my very first trip out of the country to Mexico in third grade. I mean, these, were, these are big experiences that are just so different than going to school every day in Minneapolis, where I was. So, I mean, I, I think it's it's... Not that surprising, but I think it can endorse you making a plan to drive across the border to go to Canada someday or to drive across the border into Louisiana or wherever it is or to go to a state park and camp in a tent if you've never done that with your kids. That those will be such novel experiences. They will go into that long-term memory bank and be cherished and held on to. 
So more data around why. So planning, I think, the summary on that first point is one of the reasons to do this is plan, enjoy, and, and involve your kids, that that will bring happiness in the planning process too, and it will kind of embolden the experience. The next is really that, of course, and this is something we all know, but I think it, there is some data that drives this home around um, that vacations really are bigger gifts to children than material objects. So if a birthday is coming up or a holiday, you know, can you think on the big gift this year isn't an oversized teddy bear, but the big gift this year is a weekend away with a parent or um, a camping trip in the summer for two nights in a tent or whatever it is that you can afford and make sense in your life. You know, the, the Journal of Consumer Research um, in a study in 2016 really found that, of course, vacations were more effective at improving relationships from the person who got the gift. So not surprising that kids would likely say, yeah, I loved that trip to Montreal. Uh, they're not going to look back and say that Lego starship destroyer made my life better, right? I mean, I, I think just a, another boost to say any trip that we'd plan, we can really say, okay, well, I was going to spend 100 bucks on Legos for Christmas. I'm going to put that towards the fund that goes to this family vacation I'm planning. So clear benefit in experiences, data-driven over gifts and material objects. So use that to your benefit. And then again, the, another point, you know, vacations really potentially can advance brain development. And again, that really comes from thinking about play, getting outside, nurturing new perspectives and understandings, and kind of the diversity of idea. When you travel with your children to a different place, to a different town, to a different park, to a different environment, you're supporting that natural urge to really explore and seek, looking kind of at the vital resource for living kind of your life well. But you're also endorsing and really compounding a child's opportunity to play and for you to play with them. And again, for you to kind of come into that place where I think you're nurturing and building attachment that really nurtures not just your child, but you, which is you have my full attention. I delight in being with you and I love sharing a new experience with you. You're saying that with your actions. You're saying that with your your words and, and ultimately with your behaviors and what you're doing. So I think in planning this vacation, I'll just close with a couple of quick tips. Remember, number one, you're investing in experience, not in objects. Set aside resources at birthday time and at holiday time. Ask for grandparents to help fund these kinds of things and participate as well. Another Christmas sweater or another birthday Lego set is nothing compared to a weekend of time and attention and attachment building with you. Number two, plan ahead. Planning is truly half the fun and really, I think, part of the weight of these happiness anchors. There's data to support that the planning aspects of a vacation bring just as much or potentially more happiness than even experiencing new experiences. So plan ahead, involve your kids, bring them into the website, let them vote on ideas, have them even save part of their allowance money for things to purchase or activities to contribute to while you're on holiday. Number three, I think you should ritualize this. So, you know, I look longingly in some ways at people in my life who had these kind of repeated vacations. So some people I knew when I was growing up had cabins in the woods or some people had summer home. We didn't have anything like that. But some people went to the same you know, beach in, for me, in, in Minnesota with their family every third weekend in July, right? There were these kind of just clear rituals and almost like fence posts in the timeline of life. I think kids look forward to that, count on that, and that can 
earnestly, like kind of paint your happiness anchor even more beautifully. So consider ritualizing it. Maybe it's every spring break, you're going to take a trip to a new library. Maybe it's every spring break, you're going to do your best to cross a state border. Maybe it's Every summer, you're going to do. You're going to go to one place that no one in the family has been to. Maybe it is that you have a summer home. Maybe it is that you get to go to a foreign country every year. I don't know, but it's like if we can ritualize it, I think that planning aspect gets deeper. I think our kids get to get involved, and they then just get to count on that fence post of life to say, "Yep, every fill in the blank, I got to do this as a child," and they can look back at that and kind of nurture that in this kind of happiness bundle that way. And then lastly, and I keep saying it, but number tip number four is really just involving your kids. Let them choose the activities. Let them have a day where they get to plan the agenda. Have them contribute to it. Involve them in how much money things cost. Involve them in the different decisions of benefit and risks and ways you're kind of taking a budget. Teach them about money. Teach them about travel. Have them, you know, have them choose something they've never done before. And then, of course, turn your phones off and compartmentalize that time. Allow these trips away to really let you be away, too. I mean, we're all trying to figure out how to live with our devices and live in different ways. And I think the attachment that we have with our kids, when we feel attached to them, we feel so much better, too. And it's clear support that these holiday times get us out of our daily routine. And to my 10-year-old's point, maybe would facilitate us talking about something we meaningful and like and get us into that place of outside of the regular run-of-the-mill day-to-day activity having days that look totally different than the regular routine days all right you have my full permission to go off and plan a vacation and call it data-driven and in the best interest of your and your child's health good luck and have a great time the reality is parenting is such a high-stakes job but the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc or at seattlemamadoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from. 